Are you ready, Rod? I'm ready. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, meaty topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and everyone we care about, that's all of you, um, go through change. We're both in love with change, we're fascinated by it, and uh, we want to help people get through it and maybe think about it a little bit differently. So in this week's episode, uh, we really loved chatting about languishing last week and feel like there's maybe a little bit more to talk about on that front, but maybe with a bit of a twist. And so this week, we want to talk all about the power of accepting who you are and where you are and not fussing about it too much and what that can do to help you in your path on change. Rod, my friend, what do you want to add into the mix? Yeah. Hi, Leslie. I think it's a, it's a little bit about when you get to the point and you realize you don't have to change. So it's the anti, I know. you know, the opposite the of The opposite of everything about. we've talked about so far. <laughs> <laughs> we are not trying to do ourselves out of a podcast, my friends. Don't worry. <laughs> don't but this know. is just like, it's such a different way of thinking about things, I think. Right. So it's like, so take the, you know... Rewind to last week. We were sharing the the article from Adam Grant, uh, and around and talked about languishing. And you shared that you know reading it, you just felt good afterwards, and it allowed you yeah. to get into a flow. Um, but essentially, I think it was. So I was thinking about it afterwards. It's like, well, actually, it just allowed you to be where you were, and you didn't have to change yes. anything. Yeah, and then that just. Yeah. So it's like, don't try to not be in that situation. Just accept it. And then it allows you to to get into other things. So it's this, uh, not a paradox, perhaps, but a interesting opposite scenario. It really is because we do spend so much of our time trying to um, behave differently in that meeting or fit into a different size of pair of jeans yeah. or, you know, change our eating habits or drinking habits or whatever. We spend so much time thinking about everything that we should be changing. And I think everyone knows how I feel about should, shoulding yeah. all over yourself. Um, it, it's, it's so bad. It's, and I do it all the time. So it's not like I'm a pro, but, but the interesting things that happen when we don't should ourselves. Yeah. 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 Because cool right. things can happen, I think. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the, um, um, that this is, it's pro- perhaps the hardest thing to really pinpoint down because it then, it, it's like this, um, I'm sure some fancy theory or formula we could explain it, but it's, you, the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm not content, there's stuff going on, I need to change. Yeah. Then you move into a phase of, actually, you know what, it's okay. I don't need to change anything. Here I am. Then it then you like freeze your mind up to go, oh, well, there are these, or I just feel in a good spot and other things come to you around. And it's not necessarily change, but it's the thriving element. It's the feeling I, good in the moment. Um, well, I think I feel like there's our, our we spend a lot of time in our minds and and invest a lot of energy in thinking about 
all the ways in which we are wrong or have done wrong things or whatever. And yeah. to me, the magic here is that if we free, if we say no to that energy, if we say that's not how I wish to spend my energy today or this afternoon or this minute or whatever, then that energy gets to be applied on other things. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and that I think is right. Like it's, it's the, it's the energy investment, I think, in the right. idea that, and it all goes back to our favorite P word, perfectionism. Yeah. It's that uber investment that sometimes we have in whatever definition of perfectionism is in our lives. Mm -hmm. That takes up a lot of time and energy. And mm -hmm. um, freeing that up can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, That's please. happening like live to me right now. So I don't even know, like I don't have answers, my friends. This is all just live. So in the last couple of weeks at work has been really, really busy for me for a whole variety of different reasons. I am loving every single thing I'm doing, but it's been pretty hectic. And mm -hmm. so I normally try to, in the middle of the day, take 30 minutes so I can have a healthy lunch and practice my cello. Mm. And in these last couple of weeks, I've maybe touched the cello twice. And I'm working on a big juicy piece that I'm totally in love with. And so then I'm faced with this quandary of, do I have a lesson today or not? Right. And this is my thinking last week. And in the one part of me that wants to be perfect and wants to be great says, well, you can't have a lesson. You haven't practiced your piece. Yeah. And then the other part of me says, but you can work on so many different things on the cello, whether you've been practicing or not. There's going to be stuff you can work on in your cello lesson. So have the lesson and use it as a mechanism to maybe get back on track or, you know, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. so I really, it was like this whole, can I accept where I am? And the fact that I really haven't made or had made or had the time to practice, however we want to file that, but, um, you know, can, and can I, can I live with that? How do I live with that? And how do I allow that to just sort of be what is my reality right now? Mm -hmm. And then, let my lesson be what it's going to be and not feel like I have to impress or play perfectly yeah. or, you know, count exceptionally or whatever. Like, yeah. just let it be what it's going to be. That's my example from this week that's got me super interested in this topic. Yeah. Um, because, I, like, it's just, it, it really would have been very easy for me to say no lesson um, because I just, I haven't, I haven't put into it what I, this is my judgment voice in my head, the right, committee yeah. in my head that's right, that's saying all of this. You shouldn't yeah. have a lesson if you haven't practiced. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that very stern voice. You know what I mean? And so totally. I'm having a lesson today and we're just going to have Good. to see what it's like. We're just yeah. going to have to see what it's like. And I'll have to, you know, think about what you and I are going to talk about today and see if I can go a little easier on myself, you know, and mm -hmm. just accept where I am with the instrument today. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is where a little bit I'm different from you on the music. I used to take music classes and I often, I was like the opposite. I was like the time when I did practice between, I was like, wow, this is great. Like I actually come to the next lesson and getting so much value out of it because I practiced. But for the most part, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, it's more of my winging it style that I... <laughs> <laughs> go into because <laughs> I feel I feel like there's a lot of power in, in um, just uh, keeping momentum going, like keeping yeah. a flow. Like, yeah. Not to use that word flow, but like keeping a yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's and on the cello you kind of have to because it's so much of it is muscle memory, right? Like there's like it's it's 
to know where a particular note is on the cello, you just have to have found it 10,000 times before, you know, yeah. or to make a nice sound with your bow, you have to have moved the bow across the strings 100,000 times before, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, my, my, an old cello teacher of mine used to say, it's, you're better off practicing 10 minutes a day, every day in the week than 60 minutes for one day. And I feel yeah. like that also comes into this too, of like power of accepting, don't tell yourself if I'm not doing it an hour every night, I'm a failure yeah. kind of a deal, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that I'm, and I remember the, and the tie into the perfectionism topic is really important because I, I remember I from our previous episodes and was doing some reading before those. And there was a, something there that I read. It was like, it's the ability this what we're talking about like this situation where you're actually just accepting and it's okay not to change that is then is what is the grounding that's needed to uh like i'm i'm hesitating to say because i don't want to say to become perfect it's i i i do i don't like when people say oh what you need to do is just be like be yourself and then you'll be the most successful person in the world you know you'll You'll have the best career ever and make the most money if you just step back and not care about being yourself, which is, I, that shouldn't be the standard. Um, but there, yeah. there's, it's like, if we're trying to change a hundred things, step back and not try to change anything, but then what will bubble up is these little things that are important to you, that it's it's like the... Yes, totally. Phase of being curious and like wanting to learn and grow and do more, but in, in such a positive context versus the negative of like, I have to change because I've got something wrong with me. I love that, Rod. I love that. I, I think it's so true that so many of us think like, you know, there's a hundred ways, like you say, there's a hundred ways or even 10 ways or 20 ways in which I am not perfect and I must fix them all right now. And I think that slowing down sometimes and really just sort of sitting and, and being, not even thinking, but just sort of sitting and being when you can. I know it's not easy, especially for people who have kids and you're locked at home and all the things. But, you know, even if you can just have a 10 minute walk on your own to sort of be for a bit, I do think those important things, it's, we were even chatting about this in terms of work, the important versus the urgent, right? Like the yeah. urgent sometimes takes over or the thing that scrambles in our brain takes over and um versus focusing on those things that are really the priority the things that will genuinely make us happy and then yeah. you redefine success right like uh, how i define success doesn't have to be the same as anybody else yeah um you know i think sometimes people all assume that everybody just wants to be a millionaire and be famous and all right. these things. And I, I don't think that's it for most of us. If we're really honest with ourselves, if we're yeah. really genuinely honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we yeah. can let go of some of that noise that says the 10, 20, hundred things that I have to be perfect at. That's what I think allows us to let that go a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So what is, um, then if you step back and like allow, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So like last week. Do it. I love it. I'm super. I, you know, I love that. I'm so weird. <laughs> Go. When, uh, so that back to the scenario last week, you read the article, you felt like, Oh, this kind of explains how I was feeling the last couple of months. Something happened. I don't think you didn't. I don't think you said you consciously allowed, allowed yourself to, you know, kind of release any 
self-critique but then you just said like the day yep. seemed to go better and you you were more energized like the if you were to in that scenario of stepping back feeling the pressure That's release so interesting. Of, of how come i'm not feeling the best or how come i was feeling yeah. a little bit meh um what bubbled up for you to that was the the parts that then allowed you to be have a more fulfilled day well, you know what's so interesting, Rod? Even as you ask, you're so good at asking questions. Even how you frame <laughs> the question. I was thinking to myself, the magic is I didn't do anything. Like, I honestly, there wasn't a conscious thought about it. And maybe that's a little bit what we're talking about here. Sometimes the best results come when you don't feel like you're efforting. Yeah. You know, you don't feel like you're um, having to double down. And if I don't you know, do X, Y, and Z by noon, then because I think I've confessed on this podcast before that I am a planosaurus. I think it allowed me to get out of that, but in no conscious way. It was completely an unconscious, like almost like my unconscious sort of sighed and went, ah, okay, yeah. that's where we are. That's where we are. Great. Let's just go forward. Yeah. So I don't know if it's helpful or not helpful to, to think about it being a non-efforting thing because sometimes then you put effort into non-efforting, been there, done that. It's mm -hmm. also a pain in the neck. Um, and But like there has to be, I don't know. I feel like that's what it was for me. Yeah. it's So I've, I've heard this before and actually I, in, in different scenarios, I'll give you, a, I was reading some book about some person's advice on how to be a good consultant. And essentially they were like, when you do all this assessment and analysis, blah, 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 blah. It's like, put it all aside. Don't look at your papers. Just then kind of sit, meditate a little bit. And it's whatever comes to you. So this, the, it's tapping I totally into agree the with that. unconscious that totally agree with that. Allow. Yeah. And it's, and it, my first reaction to something like that was like, well, how you know you're gonna have the the right perfect answer unless you tick and tie everything back, or you know, for in your your scenarios, like how are you gonna know what comes out is the right thing? But mm. it's okay, it's okay if it's not like not to get absorbed about the analysis of the perfect, and just uh, what comes up is what's most salient to you. Allow your brain to do its magic. Well, and also I think it's redefining perfect, right? Like you sitting on your own doing that analysis, you have one frame or schema of what perfect is going to look like. And then you get in a room with other human beings who have their own ideas and principles oh, yeah. and thoughts and all the things. And I think the real magic, when you can sort of trust that your preparation has been sound, um, the real magic happens when you are responding to what's going on with the people around you. For mm -hmm. sure. So I, I, and I've even, I've felt that too, when I've spoken at large events and things like that, where, you know, I'll do all the prep leading up to, I'll practice, I'll walk through my content, I'll do all the things. But then I rarely have, I'll have, I'll have, I've always had like notes on a podium or something with me, but it's a security blanket. Once I'm up yeah. on stage, I don't ever use them. Like it's just, I, it just all comes out it, yeah. because you you know you sort of got to trust and maybe that's a little bit of this too is sort of trust that you're doing your homework you know if you're on this path you're doing yeah. your homework you're not you know like 
you're reading, you're learning, you're questioning, you're doing all your growth mindset juiciness. Yeah. You got to trust at some point that your unconscious is picking this stuff up. <laughs> and yeah. that, you know, and that and that you're going to be okay, you know, like that that it's 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 going to manifest in a way that that yeah. is helpful, that is helpful to you, to the people around you, all those things. Yeah. That's such a cool example, Rod. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tie it back into your cello lesson today. My my guess is you're going to have the best lesson today because in a way you've allowed it's like the over it's the element of overthinking of all the details. Totally. And yeah. practice of course is important, but this just the step back. I I mean I've now that we're talking about it, I know I've heard this before many situations is you need that break from it to yeah. just allow it to to come together versus being focused on the minutiae, like the details of any given part. And let's hope. Um, <laughs> otherwise, my poor, my poor friend Mary Catherine is going to be like, yeah, no, that's great. You're doing really well with your counting. Um, yeah. Shout out to MK. But I, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Well, but it, it, I think you're, and I have experienced that too. Like there's a thing in music where, or like in anything in life, I think, where that which you found the biggest, biggest struggle at a certain point in your life, you go back and play that piece of music or, you know, have a conversation about a really difficult topic or whatever. When it's, when you've had some space, it happens very, very differently. You yeah. play it differently. You feel the music differently. Like it is that sense of to bring back our flow word. It is that sense of more being in the flow. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. I'll have to report back next week. <laughs> Let everybody know how yeah. things went at one o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I got a que question for you around this. I think what, well, first, let me frame this question up. Is one is what we're okay. kind of saying is, you know, when you by just allowing yourself to be, um, it, you know, accepting our, our where we're at in our moments, um, it's it's freeing in the feeling, and that allows yeah. us to then think about or just it like subconsciously or without great thought like the stuff bubbles up that is important that we yes. pay attention to so is um would we in a sense is our our goal is to strive for never feeling that tension of the moment of like i'm not super like something's wrong or i gotta change something is is the will we get to the the place where we're never feeling that tension or is in a sense is like actually this is just a natural cycle of things is that it's the you need those those moments of tension lead uh to then that moment of feeling good about things because you have that contrast you know it's like do you, do you need is this just the natural flow of things i think uh, it is yeah i think you're right rod this is the whole you know how can you taste the sweet if you haven't experienced the sour? Like if you, you know, mm. the sweet, wonderful things in life are that much sweeter and that much more wonderful. If you have had hardship in your life because you appreciate it more, you're more grateful. So I think that I think that that is true and can be helpful, like those moments of discomfort. Um, but I think it's what we do with that that yeah. makes the difference and it's you know, how it's long what we do with that energy yeah yeah it's the uh smart person once used the analogy of a sine wave 
to talk. I knew you were going to talk about it, Rod. You're speaking my love language. It's how long? Okay, what's it called when it when it in the when it is uh, the duration of the peak or valley is longer? I I, I think that's what we're essentially is looking yeah. out for is these longer periods of uh, being stuck. Of like. Right, right. But you want the sine curve. Like if we didn't have that, then, you know, you have to have movement to, yeah. like there has to be movement. So I think that, I think the, um, and also I would say the other goal for the real math nerds out there, and maybe I'm the only one. If you remember from like grade 10 math class, when you had like the X and Y axis, the X is the horizontal axis, the Y is the vertical axis. To me, it's also about moving the sine curve up the y-axis and if the y-axis yeah. is your happiness you know what i mean so it's not that yeah. you don't go ups and up and down anymore it's that your downs don't bring you as down as they used to and they don't yeah. bring you as down for as long right. as they used to and a big right. part of that is letting go of this sense and need of control right then that's yeah. what i think you know the power of accepting who you are part of that is saying i'm just gonna let go of control and yeah. just let what's going to happen be the thing and mm. uh, learn from it, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's my other take on the sine curve is because I, I honestly, I honestly do think about these weird things all the time. So I, I don't think we want, <laughs> I don't think we want rid of the up and down. I can't imagine how boring life would be, but right. it's, it's how down it's how down mm -hmm. and for how long that I think is the magic. Yeah. And it's yeah, easy I, to want the sine curve when you're in the down because the sound curve, the sine curve means you're going to come out and you're going to come up, but it's less easy to want the sine curve when you're up because yeah. then you're acknowledging, okay, I just, you know, there's going to be a down period after this and, and yeah. that's also okay. That's also okay. I don't have to like scramble and change and, you know, all the things it's, it's okay to be in the down a little bit too. Yeah. 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 It's true. And then the, um, um, and then when you're there, like it's what we're saying, you're allowed to, it's the, the judging part of on the self. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, here I am. Yeah. I've got this thing that, um, I'm not worried about the hundred things I need to do differently, but some stuff bubbles up. It's like, I actually, I care about this and I'll, I'll give an example for me. Like there's, um, you know, I just want to do approach like at work differently and, and being more present in the moment, which is super yeah. hard when there's so many yes. distractions. And it's the, I think at first my reaction or I, I resisted thinking about it too much because I felt like it was a critique of myself. It's like my self critique yeah. of myself yeah. and I'm feeling like, Oh, makes me feel bad about Were you tisking yourself? Right. Tisk, yeah, tisk, I was Roderick, totally, tisk, tisk. Exactly. I was the person that, that you were the shaking tisker. their head slowly back and forth <laughs> with that look of disdain. Oh, oh gosh. You know, for some reason I picture a nun walking by the, and like just giving you that like I don't know why to, <laughs> Oh, I have grade movies. 7 and 8. I have grade oh. 7 and 8 French teacher. You know, with the clipboard. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if there's not a clipboard, Such but a my grade seven and eight French teacher had like a clipboard and she meant business with that thing, man. Woo. Oh, yeah. Such a disappointment. So, yeah. So the, but when you're allowed to be, it's like, okay, there's this thing I could do better. Um, 
I picked up I, I was starting to do this recently and so this is like in this this the little thing I'm going to feel better about it I, I know it's um, I'm going to be better to others that I'm interacting with to be more present mm-hmm. but but you I mean we don't have to go into the whole thing but, but just to say that like being present in the moment is a happier spot than being oh yes distractions have we talked about that in its whole in its entirety i feel another topic i'm writing that down as you keep talking but i love your i want you to tell the story because it's such a juicy story yeah and it's and i and i I think it's juicy in the simplicity of this is just a little behavior i want to change and so i started a stick it note with a monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and every day i just in when i was in the moment and distracted and I realized I wasn't present, I put an, an X on the page. And I essentially uh, wanted to see how many times in a day this came up. But the, it's also useful because it made me acknowledge, like it was this force of, okay, I'm acknowledging that I'm not present right now, put a little yeah. X on. Um, and that just the, the awareness in the moment of this this very specific... I mean, specifically, it's like talking to somebody else and I'm not like distracted and looking at my phone or like looking at another email. And um, and it helped. But I, by by no means did it correct it straight away. Like I'm, I'm, I've done it for two weeks. I'm going to do it again for this week. And it's like I need to pay attention to it for a while. This is like these mm-hmm. little subconscious habits. How do you shift them? You do have to pay attention to them for a while. But I found track like the act of measuring it in the moment and tracking it is brings the attention for me to it and it's it's as much that than the measurement like it's more important to forced acknowledgement in the moment it's the noticing noticing. yeah Yeah. and uh yeah and so like and so i'm not trying to change a hundred things i'm trying to change one very specific thing and i figure like i'm gonna try to shift this see how long it takes and I'm okay with it if it's going to take time. And then maybe later there'll be something else that I'll pay attention to. But I'm not, the other thing I realized I said to myself is like, I'm not going to try to measure everything else. Like you can't have such no. a long list of things or then, yeah. No, you can't uh, because yeah. then you're like, imagine you had that, you'd be defeating your own purpose. Like your whole purpose of doing that is you want to feel that sense of being more present. Mm-hmm. If you had to measure 10 things that oh, yeah. would seriously detract from your presence <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the idea of a presence-ometer and that's like, yeah. that is the key of accepting who and where we really are, right? Is just yeah. to figure out little ways to keep bringing us back to the present mine of course go figure yoga girl is very much breath oriented and i've actually tried my version of that is i've actually tried when i'm feeling low energy in the afternoon i don't like drinking uh caffeine after about 11 or 12 in the day just it just doesn't i just don't sleep it's not it's not good for me and so instead i started noticing what i'm doing with my breath when my energy is low And I'm doing some deep breath. I think I even talked about breathing last week. I can't remember when we did, but I, you know, I've really started putting that into practice or sometimes I'll go out on my balcony or whatever. And, and it's that breath work for me. That's really giving me that, I think, better sense of presence. And, and then I think I'm just better for everyone around me, including me when that's in play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's true. It is that's a powerful thing to to pay attention to. I don't do the breath stuff as much. Like I know it. I've taken some meditation things and I and I know that focusing on your <gasps> breath in the moment does the thing do, but for some reason I just that's not what comes to me. I don't know why. But you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Someday. Exactly. I'm going right? like to worry about this for the next couple of days. You do not need to worry about it, Rod. That is antithetical <laughs> to what we're talking about. Just Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. It's okay. You're, but this is the thing. I think the really juicy stuff does come to it when we come to us when we really, really need it. Yeah. Right? Like the, the techniques or whatever that really, you're a data-driven person. You're an analytical person. That's why you're the research guy. No wonder for you, it's like X marks on a page. That's how you measure. I'm like yoga energy girl. It's no wonder that breath work for me is the thing that works. It doesn't like nothing. It's still bringing us the same benefit at the end where we feel like, wow, I feel different at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Our paths are different and that's all right. Yeah. That's kind of one of the awesome things about being human, I think, is that all of our paths can be a little bit different, but, you know, hopefully all roads lead to happiness no matter what, uh, no matter what our own path looks like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This has been a juicy topic, Rod. Yeah. Thanks. One in which we weren't able, either of us, to do any research beforehand. (laughs) And look at us. We just allowed the subconscious to to bubble up from our subconscious. To flow, to work its magic, (laughs) to work its magic. Thanks a lot, Rod. I always love talking to you on Sundays. It's awesome. Me too. Thank you too. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.